the morning after, the movies. But I hope you leave enough room for my fist because I'm going to ram it into your stomach and break your goddamn spine! Ah! Uncensored, spoiler-filled movie reviews and fun only available at xrock.com. I'm gonna scissor kick you in the back of the head. Movie time. Hey, buddy, ever heard of a lie? Hey, have you ever been dragged to the sidewalk and being until you... Pissed! Blood! It starts now. I'm gonna take you to the bank, Senator Trent. To the blood bank. And that is how we kick off Morning After the Movies, the podcast that is Season 2, Episode 3. We are live from uh, Wingnuts. Thank you very much to Wingnuts for presenting the podcast. 1228 North Galleria Drive here in Nampa, right across the street from the Edwards 12 in Nampa as well. And it's time for us to talk a little bit about Beauty and the Beast. This is the biggest movie in the world, period, uh, for the last three weeks. It's nuts. It's once again topping the box office this weekend, despite the new releases. Before we get into the movie, did any did you see the numbers, Jay, the final numbers for the weekend? Uh, yeah, $26 million, I think. Did anybody watch Going in Style, the movie that Randy really <laughs> wanted to see? Uh, no, it didn't make the top three. <laughs> You're a liar. <laughs> I'm not a liar. I know. Uh, it's not our fault that people hate Zach Braff, Randy. What is wrong with that? I, I don't know, man. Maybe people don't like old people in action movies. I'm not sure. Have seen Garden State? It's a great movie. It is, but that was 2007, man. It's been a while. It was a decade ago, and I mean, it wasn't exciting. No, it was a great movie. It is a good movie, though. Shouldn't we introduce our guests? We will. We will. Uh, Welcome to the podcast. We have Randy, we have Big J, we have myself, Nick, and then the guest for the podcast today, her name is Angela. Welcome, Angela. Hey, thank you. Uh, You uh, called into the show on Friday. We're going to try to have a different guest every single podcast to talk a little bit about movies, and we wanted to have a female perspective of Beauty and the Beast because it's not exactly made for dudes in their 30s, 40s, and Randy in his 20s, so uh, (laughs) so it was a little bit of a female perspective, and we were were talking a little bit before the movie uh you have you liked beauty and the beast growing up right oh yeah it was my favorite movie yeah Absolutely. so now you see the live action version were you excited at all to see this before the movie came out was it on your radar at all oh yeah i watched all the trailers and i followed it but I just haven't gotten to see it until today so. well, yeah. thank you for joining us we appreciate it it uh it is and we appreciate you hanging out with us at wingnuts to recording a podcast feel yeah. free to pipe in anytime you want to interrupt us at any time uh we'd like that as a matter of fact nothing like right. going to the movie with three strange men <laughs> <laughs> i mean right in this movie of all of them you're very correct <laughs> do you do you are you married? Do you have a boyfriend? I have a boyfriend. Okay, so how did you tell him you were gonna go see the movie <laughs> Beauty and the Beast with three dudes? Oh gosh. Um well, I actually went to his work. Okay. <laughs> I, I, at first, I thought it was going to be a group of people, you know, a group of females coming with you guys, and then I heard you on the radio thanking me. I'm like, oh, crap, what did I get myself into? <laughs> he could have come. He could have come. That would have been fine. <laughs> yeah, you, you didn't have to come by yourself, but would he, was he like, oh, okay, weird. <laughs> yeah. Okay, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Sorry, dude. Yeah, we didn't mean to, to, to overstep <laughs> our bounds, but you were, uh, we, did, we did leave a space of chair in between just so that it was very platonic, correct, and everything was fine. <laughs> I, I do that with my wife. Too, so. <laughs> do you no. really? You don't sit next to your I wife? I try not to. See, I didn't know the first time we went to the movies together years ago that there was a space rule. Oh, well, there's... I all sat right next to one of you, and you guys like, what are you doing? Yeah, there, you, you weren't aware of the dude buffer, no. but uh, out of respect, uh, so we, we wanted to give you a little bit of space. But why do you not sit next to your wife? Because when I can avoid having a, 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 a contact, no, it's not that. <laughs> it's uh, my back, you know, after sitting for uh, over an hour and a half, I get real uncomfortable real fast, and so I get all fidgety and weird, and it's just more comfortable for other people. I got you. And you get hot, too, I imagine, having somebody right next to you. Uh, increases sure, yeah. the heat <laughs> yeah. index a little bit as well. Yep. So we're going to go around the table and get our perspective on Beauty and the Beast. Let's start with Big J, your likes and dislikes of the movie. 
Yeah, well, um, you know, first off, the, the cool thing about it is, is um, you know, we all saw it as a kid, I think, the cartoon, and seeing the kids come into the theater and being excited to go to a movie, like most of the movies we go to, there are no kids, and we, we try to make sure people understand they shouldn't bring their kids to those movies. But uh, the excitement that they have coming to the movie is really cool. Yeah. So uh, I think that that is neat. And um, I don't know what kind of expectations I had. I mean, immediately uh, I was like, okay, it's a musical. I hate musicals. <laughs> but it's a Disney movie. So I think overall I was, uh, I was like, it looked great. Yeah. Uh, at least there was Emma there to look at. So you find Emma Watson attractive? Very. Okay. I do as well. Yeah. Really? Yes. Yeah. I can't, and, I can't, and, and I never even saw the Harry Potter movies, but when I see her, that's all I think about is her as a kid. I find Dan Stevens very attractive. I, I can't argue with that. He's very handsome. Very handsome. He's my. He's one of my favorite actors. Uh, so overall, you you in not. I'm not going to say we're going to get into the the rating system just yet, but I mean, did you have any problems with it? No, it's a great story. I mean, it's a heartwarming story, and it teaches a lot of great things. So obviously, it's got a great, um, you know, a great feel for the movie and the way it played out. You know, Kevin Klein is in it. He's great. I'm a big fan of that guy. Uh, all the performances were great. I mean, it's hard to go wrong with something that's already been successful. Uh, very true. Randy, your original thoughts on Beauty um, and the Beast? Kind of with Jay here. I, I wanted to hate it when we sat down as we were going into it. And uh, it got warmer as we went along. I hated the musical part, not going to lie. <laughs> hated it. All of it. I wanted that, that. Now I know why it's two hours and twenty minutes. How can you? How can you be such a fan of music and hate musicals? I, I hate musicals altogether. There's not a single one that I like. <laughs> not even a rock musical you wouldn't like. Maybe. Like, what if it was like a? What was? A, what if somebody made a musical about the Boise local music scene? Would you enjoy that movie? Maybe, Randy. Yeah, I'd probably help conduct it. <laughs> <laughs> so what yeah, is it just makes a lot of sense. is it ju- is it just the fact that it, that people sing when they talk? I'm trying to figure out you you yes. love music yes, so much. Yeah, it's because it gets to a good point too in the movie. You want to see what's going to happen next. Almost, and they start singing for like five minutes okay. about it sitting at a dinner table. Together, though, I think it brings it all together. See, it, it kind of does. It adds nice. I mean, oh, now it's nice. Backtracking. <laughs> well, it adds a nice little touch to it. But I still, I don't like it. If I could go and see it without the music, I would absolutely do it. Here's why I don't like musicals because I can't sing. Like, yeah. if I could sing as great as those people, then I would be singing on my way down the street, like yeah. Danny Kaye. But I yeah. can't run, but that doesn't mean I don't like Tom Cruise running in movies, you know what I mean? I, mean, I would prefer if he could sing while he's running. <laughs> Zac no, you, Efron. You, You're you jealous of Zac Efron. <laughs> you date it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, uh, anything that you liked about it, then? No, I liked, overall, I liked it, and I liked the uh, the humor aspects of it were good, all the little characters and whatnot. Um, I haven't seen the cartoon for... When's the last time you guys saw that? It's been a long time. It's been a while, but I but yeah. but yet yeah, th- th- this is how good that movie is. I vividly remember yeah. those things that happened in the movie today from the cartoon, and it's been decades since I've seen Beauty and the Beast. Yeah, me as well. There was stuff I didn't remember, but some of it, like you said, kind of came together, and you could see it without seeing the cartoon either way. And it's Angela, you, you said you were looking for the cartoon and couldn't find it, right? Yeah, I couldn't find it anywhere. Really? Yesterday, yeah. Yeah, Beauty and the Beast, or so Disney puts well, I mean, stuff in a vault. Well, I mean, they have it on VHS, of course. Right. So. Yeah, it's in a pawn shop somewhere. Probably, probably. The library. But, but yeah, the Disney puts a lock on these things. Like, when they, they are, they're only out for a limited time, and then, what do they say, the vault? Is that what they call mm-hmm. it? Yeah, they go in the Disney vault, and then you can't see them again ever. every, like, 15 years or something like that. Yeah, it's yeah. nuts. It's crazy. Uh, as far as I go, I made a re- revelation during this particular movie. It turns out, I think I like musicals. Oh, really? Yeah, like, I, I always say, like, I don't, and then, like, there's, and then I see them, and I'm like, see, that's not as bad as I thought. Like what, what part, though? Like what makes you like it? I Opposite of me. I guess only because I don't mind it. You know what I mean? It doesn't take me out of the story. I don't hate. I mean, I, I envy the people that can sing. 
Uh, I saw La La Land and actually enjoyed that, and that's oh, a musical. God. Oh, God. I saw, <laughs> I saw Beauty and the Beast. Now, this is a musical. But, like, I was drug kicking and screaming to Wicked at the Morrison Center because my wife wanted to see it. I'm like, oh, my God, a musical about the Wizard of Oz. I'm going to hate it. And I didn't. I didn't hate it. It was very good. And you say to yourself, man, that's incredibly hard to sing all that stuff and then also act and in this case, in the movie, they're lip-syncing as well, which is difficult, yeah. I'm sure, as you're trying to hold down a role and you're on stage or you're doing this kind of stuff. And, you know, I don't like it to the point where I want to watch it 700 times and go to the sing-along version of Beauty and the Beast or anything like that, but I at least respect it and go, okay. He totally uh, does. <laughs> I kind of <laughs> do. I want to sing. I really want to sing Tale as Old as Time, Beauty and the Beast. Um, but, yeah, so at the end of the day, I mean, it was it was pretty good. I mean, I didn't, I didn't kind of came in with an open mind thinking I was not going to like it, but that was pretty good. Uh, Angela, let's get your thoughts on Beauty and the Beast. What did you think? Um, well, first off, I love musicals, so okay. <laughs> but um, you know, you can't help but compare it to the begin, you know, the first one, the cartoon, and I, I loved it in certain aspects. Parts of it, obviously, they threw in some things, but um, you know, I had a great start, good ending, and overall, I, I did like it. Okay, so you wanted to like it, and you weren't disappointed, yeah? Yeah, well, I was skeptical. I wanted to go in there, kind of critiquing it, because that's what I do, but. Um, yeah, I wanted to like it, and it didn't disappoint. Well, big-time critic over here. Huh? <laughs> I like nice. it. I like it. So let's go around the table uh, in honor of uh, Wingnuts, where we are doing the broadcast, the proud sponsor of Morning After the Movies here at uh, 1228 North Galleria Drive uh, in Nampa. Let's do our mild, medium, or hot scale, as they do with the sauces here at Wingnuts, and let's discuss uh, what we would give this movie overall. PJ, kick things off. Uh, yeah, I'll go ahead and give it a hot. Look at you, yeah. dude. Well, it's a great story. I mean, that's the essence of what makes a good movie is a great story, no matter what else is in part of it. And, you know, it's a tried and true story about looking for something more than what's on the surface. And uh, as a kid and uh, as a young adult and into my 30s, I was a beast. <laughs> and I found a woman strong enough to look past all that. So how can I not say that this is the greatest movie that's ever been? And, and you didn't even have to invoke Stockholm Syndrome. Like, you didn't kidnap her or anything or keep her in a prison. And then no. eventually she fell in love with you, right? No, she willingly <laughs> beasted up. <laughs> so, uh, so, yeah, it's hot for me. Purgatory. Purgatory. Oh, look at this. Uh, red hot for Big J. Randy, uh, your scale on the review. This will be surprising. But I went into it less than mild. It went up to medium. During the, and then the ending, the ending got me. I'll tell you, it, it, I'm like a little on the low end of hot, just because it was a good story, a good ending. It made you feel good. Take out the music and you get a screaming hot. So but not so not purgatory, but like a a, a strong jalapeno yes, sauce yes. for Beauty and the Beast. I yes. like it. Uh, I also am, am going to go hot. There's absolutely nothing wrong with this movie. I mean, we'll get into some spoiler stuff a little bit later on that I have questions about, and Angela's certainly going to help in that area because I don't remember a lot about it. Uh, but I'm going to say it's it's a, it's a good movie. I mean, listen, any movie that has that many kids in it and kept them quiet for that long is doing something right. It's, oh, I didn't even think about yeah, that. Yeah, that's a good I mean, point. It's doing something right. Two and a half hours. So yeah. yeah. Uh, it's pretty impressive. Angela, uh, in your sauce rating for uh, Beauty and the Beast. I'm going to go with a definite hot. You okay. know, you look back, like, especially as a kid, I was that fairy tale, you know, princess. Not the whole getting put in a dungeon and. Nobody wants to be kidnapped know, as a little kid. Yeah, no. <laughs> but it's the whole, you know, it kind of had me at the end kind of tearing up a bit when they were all 
going into statue form. Yeah, so. I, uh, I did my best. Not, I was like, I cannot See, I cry. I wasn't here. alone. <laughs> I cannot cry here. I cannot cry. I cannot cry. It's the only thing that kept the tears away. Oh, the lady next to me crying. She was clapping when Gaston fell off the thing. Uh, she oh. was dancing around a little bit. Oh, I'm surprised boy. I didn't hear any singing, actually. I'm really happy we didn't hear any singing. But, uh, yeah, no, I mean, because a, a lot of the songs were from uh, Beauty and, and the Beast, the, the movie, but or the cartoon. But then, uh, and we're going to get into spoiler territory now, everybody. So if you haven't Randy. seen, I think we're the, we're the only, the only uh, people that haven't seen Beauty and the Beast yet. So it's an honor to be among uh, this great company. But because uh, it's, it's finally crossed damn near a billion dollars worldwide, right? Yes. Uh, yes. So Official. It is a popular movie. Um, but now, Angela... What do you remember that they? Because did they add the backstory about the plague? Was that in the? Was that in, it? Was not okay. No, not at all. So that's new. And then uh, didn't they also add? I don't remember the beast singing by himself on the tower. Is that new too? That's. I'm pretty sure that's new. Okay. The only time I saw him singing was during the, like when they're the getting to know each other. Yeah, kind of yeah. And then was there anything else that you remember that they added? Um, I think they turned a few things around, but they added the. I can't remember it now, but there were a few other things they added with like Gustav or Gaston's dance, um, his that song that they did. Right. Um, but they did stick pretty close to the because the cartoon wasn't two hours plus, no. right? Yeah, they no. It was like an hour and a half, so they they beefed it up by like a good forty minutes. Mm-hmm. Um, but visually, I thought they captured the cartoon pretty good. I mean, they, yeah. it was a pretty much a shot for shot remake, but they brought it into life pretty good. Yeah. They- I- Oh, I was going to say, they've got that down. Yeah. Like, this is a cash machine now. <laughs> You're right. <laughs> You're right. But here's what I was going to wonder. where, Because obviously they're doing The Little Mermaid. They're doing uh, a couple other ones as well. But at a point, it ends for Disney, right? Like, did, did you see, like, Tangled or Milo and Stitch or whatever? It's Lilo and Stitch. Any of those, they can't do live-action versions of that because they don't have the, but, the tradition that these do. But they've got a handful of ones that, a billion apiece. Correct. I don't even see how they can do Little Mermaid, honestly. Oh. But that'll be interesting well. to see. Or Lion King. Yeah, Lion King's next. Oh, it is. It is. Yeah, yeah. yeah. They they're, they're casting it like Donald Glover's do uh, Simba, and they want to get Beyonce as the queen or with the the lion cub chick that Simba hooks up with. James Earl Jones Crazy. is back. Yeah, they're bringing. They're doing a live. Act. I don't know if they're going to dress him up like lions, <laughs> or if it's all going to be CGI and they just do the voices. But we'll see. Oh. We will see. Uh, um, but uh, did you have any questions? Well, I have a question for you, Randy. Yeah. Did you fall asleep during Beauty and the Beast? <laughs> No, so the first movie I don't fall asleep during. <laughs> yeah, now we know. <laughs> one out of three is this one. I, I wanted to going in, but I, it was good, man. I couldn't. I uh, want to fall asleep in this movie. I, I was. I was like trying to fall asleep. <laughs> Didn't work. Uh, I, I was. Uh, I was bummed out that at the beginning, uh, Dan Stevens was all put had a bunch of weird makeup on. Yeah, mm-hmm. that couldn't was, even tell. They it was added him. that. They added that whole dance room. Yeah. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's true. It was uh, at the beginning. And if you remember in the in the news, there's all kinds of crazy news about that. Uh, the couple of the scenes that were uh, too uh, homosexual, possibly, oh, from yeah. Russia. Disney's first gay character. They and were I'm very like, upset about that. what was that all about? I mean, there was a little flirtation there with Josh Gad, but, you know. And one scene at the end where they where he dances with a guy for, like, half a second. Yeah, you can't even find him after yeah. that. Yeah, yeah uh, but I'm thinking, like, you know, in 20 years, do we get a remake where it's Beast and Beast? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> One you know, can only where hope. it's society has evolved and that the much. Evil wench, evil wench is trying to keep them apart, and her name is Gastonia. <laughs> maybe, right? maybe. Uh, here, I, a couple of questions I had about the movie. Number one, uh, what was the most scary-looking thing? Like, if you're in this situation and the house is alive, what would be the freakiest 
part of furniture that was because I'll tell you right now the teapot scared the piss out of me I didn't like the way it looked it was creepy as hell but I think the wardrobe for me would freak me out the most with its creepy eyes that were blinking in the mouth that was curtains it was creepy the teapot wasn't bad once it starts talking you're Uh, good I don't know the face is just weird the answer has to be something that was there well I'm trying I would say the toilet would scare (laughs) me Touche. First and foremost. Touche. That's a good. I didn't even think about that. No, it doesn't have to be. I'm trying to think what piece of furniture would freak you out the most. Toilet's a solid answer, though. I didn't like the teapot. I thought they could have done a lot better with her and Chip. Yeah, Chip. I honestly I like thought Chip. they could. It was a big Chip. It, it, was a, it was just weird to see like a ceramic face like talking. I don't know. It's just creepy. It was probably one of the ways that they were able to make it economical to make to yeah. doing that because I imagine that's much easier than it was making the beast. Mm. Yeah, but at a billion dollars coming in, I think you can spare no expense next time around. Yeah. Disney, in case yeah. you're curious. But that's a great question. I never would have thought of that. Thank you. Uh, the other thing that I had was I realized the candlestick and the piano and all these things, they were people. But is was everything that came to life in that house related to a person? Like, were the napkins uh, people and the dishes people, or were they just sentient because the house is magical? And then what happened to them when the spell came off? Is it some sort of nightmare? There had to be, because there was a bunch of people at the end that more than there was Well, that was also the villagers, though. Yeah, that was the villagers. Where were they the whole time? Well, they they, they stormed the castle. They were running off screaming with their torches. part of the curse was that they forgot that that castle existed. Like, Uh, the dude forgot that her husband was a, you know... Her husband, the husband forgot the husband that Mrs. Forgot Potts that she existed, yeah. which is terrible. So yeah. they were just off in the dark. Well, they weren't in the dark. Well, they were in the village. The castle was in the dark. Once, okay. once the thaw happened, yeah, I think. And let me get you a ticket so you can go back <laughs> and watch again. <laughs> Maybe I was sleeping. I don't know. <laughs> once the thaw happened, I think everybody realized, oh hey, there's a castle behind us, and oh yeah, all this terrible stuff happened. But I'm just trying to figure out, like, because there were. Randy's right though. There were extra people. There were musicians and everything there, and all sorts of stuff. So I'm just trying to figure out. If the dishes were also people and the uh, the napkins were also people, or if it was just part of the magic spell. Going real deep here, aren't you? Hmm? Well, I thought the it was just part of the magic spell. You did? Okay. Honestly. I didn't see faces on them or anything. During no. The dinner song, they all came to life, though, didn't they? They did, but they didn't all have mouths, and they didn't all have you know parts of the body, but they were all jumping around. I was too mad being... <laughs> angry at the music part than paying attention to that. That was probably one of the best parts, actually, of <laughs> the music. It was pretty impressive. So, yeah, I was, I was just trying to figure that out, like, uh, you know, uh, wh- number one, what they had to do in their regular life to be cursed as a plate for the rest of their eternity if it went that way. But I didn't know if they were actually people or just magic. I think the whole problem the whole, with them being turned to um, silverware and stuff was they were associated with the prince who did something really bad. Right. And so whoever, because Mrs. Potts and her son were in the castle, but her husband wasn't, so then they got turned, but he didn't. Right. In the in the cartoon, do they all go back to normal like that mm-hmm. and then come back to life? Is that part yeah. of it? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. The spell gets gets uh, released and, and everybody. Uh, but I'm, try- I'm, conv- I'm confused if the enchantress is a bad person or a good person. Because the Enchantress uh, obviously put the spell on, on the prince that made him the beast, which is not very cool, but I can understand you want to teach him a lesson. But then at the end, she saves the father, right? Because that was the same chick that saved the father in the woods mm-hmm. and brought him back. And then, even though everybody's dead, she still releases the spell, even though technically uh, the rose, the petal had fallen and it should have been over. But she still did the good thing. So we're supposed to like the Enchantress, right? Yeah. I guess. Yes. I didn't, you know... 
And what is she doing? She's just hanging around to see if her spell works? I mean, she hung around in the village yeah. forever? Is that what happens with her? Yeah, she got to do her uh, spell checking. <laughs> <I didn't>. <laughs> <laughs> Boo, but that's great. <laughs> yeah. Cue the pun theater. Yeah, uh, exactly, exactly. So uh, any other issues, problems, questions about Beauty and the Beast, guys? Not really, no. I mean, I was wondering what the horse was doing the whole time, hanging out outside the castle. Philippe. But that was it. <laughs> Philippe the horse. Yeah, what a rough... Uh, and by the way, so why did the tree fall in the woods? Is it like a trap by the wolves? Well, it happened in the cartoon. Um, but then it comes... Then it's yeah, back? Yeah, I don't understand how it became back to that, that, I, life. That <laughs> might be the real question. <laughs> <laughs> because that seems to be, you know, have no answer. Like, did the Enchantress want the dude to get captured? Because that would be the only way the tree's magically fixed, right? If the so, Enchantress had something so wait, to do with it. So, that would mean that the Enchantress is actually pulling for the beast. Oh, I think so. Well, she must be. She let him come back when he was dead and the spell was over. So, I think, I think she wants him to be so, a nice guy. So, what a bitch. Right? That's what I I'm mean, thinking. seriously. Those the, mind games. <laughs> yeah. Right? Manipulative and evil. For, like, how long? How long was he a beast? It has to be a couple years because it doesn't look like anybody had aged too much uh, that recognized the people that were uh, once, I guess, that were now the the housewares stuff. (laughs) Like, it wasn't like, you know, the Mrs. Potts' husband was now, like, super elderly. But I'm guessing it was probably... What do you think, Angie? It had to have been at least a few years because they said over the months, over the years... Let's go, with, let's go with five. Okay. Five-year spot. <laughs> five years. As a beast. And also that, here's... <laughs> That's not that long. So it's not, it's not that long as a I beast. I did it for 30 years. But also, does the beast then for, uh, forget how to eat? Because he, he dives headfirst in the tomato soup. No, he was yeah. a beast. He, so yeah, he, he, lost, com- yeah. Yeah, he becomes a beast. Claws? But he remembers everything else. How to dress, you mean? Well, he remembers how to dress. He remembers who he is. You know, there's a spell, but he can't remember how to eat tomato soup. But he was Did barely dressing at the beginning. Listen, it wasn't he all raggedy, and it was towards know. the listen, end where he dressed up. If you had nice. no hope in life, all right, why why sit there with utensils? No, I'm not saying utensils. But, I mean, the aftermath of tomato soup in your hair as a beast would be uh, something to not be fun. It's right? not like he had to dress up for anybody. <laughs> no, but he wants to find love, right? He wants to do this kind well, of stuff. I think he was pretty bitter. That makes sense. He didn't seem like he was looking for it. He was depressed. I'm he, wondering, he gave up. wondering how depressed I have to be to stick my head into a bowl of soup, though. Pretty depressed, I would guess, right? Yeah. Sure. I, do, I do it to queso dip, but it's not depression. That makes sense. Uh, final thoughts on Beauty and the Beast, Randy, please? Anything from you? I, I liked it. I you know, Like I said, I wanted to hate it. I think I maybe I'm the Beast on some weird level, but, but uh, you know. Why do you say that? Person around. Shut well, that's up. a whole different conversation. Let's dive that's into whole, that. Not, why, are, not, why are you the beast? beast on the outside, oh, bro? Oh, you're a jerk on the inside. <laughs> <laughs> so you're attractive, Actually, but you're broken inside. What, Randy's getting into something very deep. Here, I know. We shouldn't. And we shouldn't broach it. Not on this podcast. This is a whole different podcast. That's a, different, that's a Love and Big J podcast. <laughs> gotcha. Uh, Big J, final thoughts on Beauty and the Beast. Uh, I'm really glad we went to it. You know, I mean, whenever we do DV Dumbass and I end up with these silly kid movies, you know, I always end up liking them because I like the lessons that they teach and they help remind us to be good people. And that's exactly at the core of Beauty and the Beast, no doubt about it. Uh, Angela, final thoughts on Beauty and the Beast? Um, I really loved it. I mean, I didn't, I, Emma Watson didn't get, get it for me. 
just wasn't that magical, but I think that they did perfect with Gaston and everyone else. Yeah, I'm a big Dan Stevens fan. If you're not watching Legion, please do that. And uh, The Guest was the movie that we first saw him in, right? Oh, my God. It's a great movie. So amazing. Great, great movie. And he's a good actor. And keep an eye on it for him because he's relatively new on the scene, all things considered. He's the guy who played the Beast, by the way, in case you're curious. Um, I don't know if he did his own singing for this, but either way, good job all the way around. Uh, and so that wraps up our podcast for Beauty and the Beast from Wingnuts. Make sure you go check these guys out if you're going to the movies for sure. We appreciate their sponsorship for the podcast. Uh, 1228 North Galleria Drive here in Nampa, right across the street from the Nampa 12 Edwards Cinemas. So go check them out. Uh, I believe, Big J and Randy, am I right? Next week, is that Fast and Furious? Uh, yeah. It is? Yeah. Okay. So uh, you've seen the first two. I have not seen yeah. any of the Fast and the Furious movies. How many are you deep into this one? I think I've seen four. Okay. And I Angela, saw seven also. Have, have you seen all any of them? them? You've seen all of them. So you're looking oh. forward to this one too, huh? I am. I'm kind of interested. I know his brother, um, Paul. Walker. Paul Walker's mm-hmm. brother and is going to be playing him, and then they're going to ba- uh, face over him? Are they doing that again? They did that in, the, no in seven also. No oh, they idea. did? Yeah, I, in the I rest of, the rest of seven. Okay. Yeah, I don't think he has any... There's nothing in with Paul Walker in this one. We'll, no. we'll find out together next week. And uh, as with uh, the way Angela won, you guys just listen next week. And we'll try to invite somebody uh, along every single week with us to go check out a movie. And then come join us here at Wingnuts and do a little podcast with us. And uh, we get to have some fun. So that'll wrap up morning after the movies for the podcast section of things. Make sure you uh, check us out weekly. Thank you to going to xrock.com and checking out the podcast. We'll catch you in a week. Thanks, guys.